Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson as always. I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson. And I felt, you know what, I teased it a little bit. And I was trying to talk myself into doing it. We're going to do the signing day preview show this evening. I'll give you the latest information on several Mississippi State targets. We'll talk about that. We'll have a good time with it. And then, because I've already gotten questions on Twitter, Wednesday afternoon or evening, like basically as soon as all the dust has settled and we know who is signed where, we're going to recap the class on Wednesday evening. I'll take Thursday off and rest. Might even sleep till around noon, so don't text me. And then Friday, we'll be on our regular schedule. So you're going to get a bonus Boneyard this evening. And many of you are like up and moving, like you don't listen to the Boneyard until you're in your car at work. So when you listen to this, it's going to be an awful signing day. So some of this information may change. That's the one thing that I'll tell you about recruiting this time of year. Things change rapidly. But I have been waiting for a phone call or a text or a message or a smoke signal or something to give me cause to pause tonight. Hadn't happened. And that concerns me a little bit, right? When things are quiet, I think, wait, it's too quiet. But, you know, maybe that's a good thing. So I've got a few things to share. 
And uh, so it is a bonus boneyard, but uh, you know we'll still get our ad reads in, and we'll still do a top ten list. I don't know how long we go. Whenever I'm done, we'll be done. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's an hour and a half. Maybe it's two hours. I don't know. Probably not though. I got I got to eat at some point. Uh, but it's been a very busy day on the phones. I did the um, the writing this morning over at jeanspage.com. I'm going to give you a little recap on some of that. Everybody says, well, you know, we'll wait to the fax machine. We don't use a fax machine anymore. You probably already knew that. We use the DocuSign. You probably guys have already done that before. We're like, you know, when you you refinance your mortgage or you buy a house and people send you documents to sign in, you e-sign it. That's how it happens for signing day. Talk to Bracky Brady, kind of walked me through the process. Basically, he and Mike Leach have already signed the original documents. And there are three documents the guys have to sign. The name, the not name, image, and likeness. The National Letter of Intent, the SEC Financial Aid Agreement, and then the acceptance of the Mississippi State Scholarship Offer. So there are three documents that have to be signed. Unless it's a transfer from a four-year school, they don't have to sign the National Letter of Intent. They just signed the financial aid agreement and the scholarship paperwork itself. But you can read about that over at jeanspage.com. I also kind of broke down some things, too, about names to watch. A rather lengthy article. So if you want to know more about the prospects we're going to talk about tonight, go over to jeanspage.com. And if you go tonight, which is Tuesday night, if you make it through tomorrow night, you can get, I think, was it 50% off? I think that's what we're running. You can get the, let me look and double check that, give you guys some intel here. Many of you have been on the fence about Jeans Page. You shouldn't be. You can get 50% off an annual subscription through midnight tomorrow night. That's December 15th, signing day. So if you want to read about the signees and what they had to say and what we have to say about them, that sort of stuff, you can check that out. Also of note, too, Charles Cross, All-American, again, consensus first team all-american how cool is that man that was another guy too if you recall in the spring of his junior year he was a three-star guy started bouncing around a little bit made some camps went to florida state next thing you know people had a chance to evaluate him he's a five-star matter of fact one of the highest rated players to ever sign with mississippi state not shouldn't be a surprise right that's all the things we've talked about you know we've had well, this team has a left tackle. I don't understand why it's so difficult for us to get one. Then we get one, of all places, Laurel, Mississippi. I'll do respect to Jones County, but it's not like we had to go into Dallas and you know, beat off Texas and Oklahoma for it. You know, we beat out, you know, Ole Miss and Florida State. And uh, Charles Cross, really, once he committed, it was over. You know, just never really gave us any issues. And so uh, excited about that, uh, to say the least. Excited for Charles. Now, he did not participate in bowl practices. Now, this has not been made official, but because we're all friends here, and I know you guys would never share, I'm told that he's already working out. He's already got a trainer, and he's working out preparing for the draft. So do not expect him to play in the bowl game. Nick Jones uh, has been running second team left tackle this year. I suspect he'll be your starter in the bowl game against Texas Tech. So do not expect Charles Cross to play. Martin Emerson has declared for the draft, but has not announced his intentions regarding the bowl game. I suspect he will opt out too. Now, you can go ahead and have your opinions about that. Everybody has to make a decision in and of themselves. I would play. I would play. But I understand other people may have different feelings. I don't judge them for them. But I would play. I would want to be with my teammates and let's cap a season. You have one more ball game. I mean, I'm in football shape, right? It's very rare that you see a guy get injured in a bowl game and hurt his NFL stock. But there's always that risk, right? So 
We thank both of those guys for their contributions to Mississippi State Athletics, and we look forward to watching them in the National Football League. Really excited for those guys. Really, really, really excited for those guys. Now, there's a couple other guys, too, we expect to test the uh, the draft waters, maybe get their feedback. I think Tyrus Weed is a guy that will probably get his feedback. Maybe Randy Charlton will get his feedback. You know, we'll see. Maybe Makai Polk. I hadn't heard that, but I suspect that he would at least – maybe at least request the paperwork. And you can't do it for the whole, the whole roster. There's only a handful of guys you can do it for. I think it's actually six. So that may be too high. Maybe it's five. But there'll be a handful of guys that'll at least request their draft paperwork. It'll make news and everybody will panic. But, you know, by and large, those guys genuinely return uh, for the next season. That's usually how it works. But um, I want to thank you guys, too. A lot of, a lot of support for the Chevelle top ten list. A lot of people said, hey, Steve, I wasn't very familiar with Chevelle, and I really dig those guys. And the gentleman that we did the uh, top ten list for, I told you I couldn't find his name. He said, hey, Steve, I enjoyed the Chevelle list. My name is Alan Anthony. So, Alan, thanks so much for being a Boneyard listener, for being a Bulldog, and being a cool rock and roll fan. Got a, uh, a National Signing Day-themed top ten list for today. So we'll get to that a little bit later. Probably something – Probably one of the more diverse lists that we've done. Got some blues on there. Got some pop. Got some top 40. Got some rock, of course. But uh, let's thank our friends at Bulldog Burger Company. Great people doing a great business at a great price. If you're looking for a great meal, look no further than Bulldog Burger Company. You'll be glad you did. Three great locations to serve you right here, University Drive in Stark Vegas, Gloucester Street there in Tupelo, and then, of course, the brand new in Lake Harbor Drive there in the Ridgeland Flowood area. Go by, check them out. Have the spring rolls as your appetizer. They will make you better looking. It's science. You don't have to take my word for it. You just go eat it and you look around the room. It's like all of a sudden everybody's better looking. And then people are looking at you maybe with a, you know, maybe a little more pep in their step. Go check it out today. Have a great restaurant quality hamburger. Have the BLT salad too. If you don't want to eat heavy for lunch, have that BLT salad. You can get it grilled or fried. I prefer it grilled. I do. You know, got to watch the cholesterol, you know. A lot of carbs out there. But I like it. And you can't complete those portions. Great portions, great food, great prices, and a great place to work. And if you hadn't done so, go to the eatwithus.com website and order some gift cards to give to people that you love for this Christmas. Maybe you've got that difficult to buy for a relative. And say, you know what, I don't know what to get them. I don't know what they have, but I know they could use a night out. So let's send them to one of the Eat With Us restaurants. Again, that's eatwithus.com. I'd go to Bulldog Burger Company. I like the whole family of restaurants, but I would go to Bulldog Burger Company. I think that is a great family night out. All right, let's take a look now at our offensive line prospects. Now, as it stands today, Mississippi State holds 16 verbal commitments. Now, we expect 14 of those 16 to sign football scholarships tomorrow. The two exceptions, R.J. Moss, and he could sign later, probably a February signee. Dakota Jordan I believe we'll sign a baseball scholarship tomorrow and then basically blue shirt. Steve, what's that mean? Well, it just means kind of like what we did. we're going to planning to do with the uh, Travion Hargrove. They just wait and they can sign when they get into fall camp and then that, that will advance that grant for the next year. So, again, we'll wait and see what happens. We kind of touched on that yesterday. I know that uh, Dakota Jordan has put out that he's signing tomorrow. I suspect that is a baseball scholarship. I haven't heard for sure, but I suspect that's the case. Mississippi State send out 26 signing packets today. So you got 14 guys expected to sign. It leaves you a dozen, right? 
Now, of course, I guess there could be some things with Dakota Jordan we're unaware of, and they just may go ahead and lock him up and be done with it. I don't suspect that's the case, but there are 26 packets out there. There are 12 non-committed players that are expected to, to, uh, to sign with somebody. So how many of those do the Bulldogs get? Well, let's say you get seven, eight, nine. That's a big day. And we generally don't have as much on the line on National Signing Day. Is this usually we, the hay is kind of in the barn, and maybe we're waiting on one or two decisions. We're waiting on a bunch tomorrow. But let me give you basically my honest prediction right now for that. I think tomorrow will either be a really good day or a great day. I don't think it will be a bad day. Does that mean that we're going to get all 12? Well, we're not. We're not. We're hopeful. We'd love to get all 12, but we're not going to get all 12. It's just not realistic. So let's start on the offensive side of the football. The most important offensive line prospect, I think, in the class, and that's not to say that we don't have some war daddies committed. We do, but it's Percy Lewis. Now, I have worked the phones extensively today to try to find out some information on Percy. Percy is basically radio silent now, kind of working through the final deliberations with his family, going to sign tomorrow. It is a Mississippi State Ole Miss battle. Now, he visited both schools in December. Both schools probably feel somewhat positive. Now, I have spoken to some people on the Ole Miss side, and I mean in the media, people that my counterparts over on the Ole Miss side, and kind of compared some notes. And I basically have narrowed it down to this. I believe as we go to bed tonight, Mississippi State leads for Percy Lewis. Now, it may change 10 times before he signs tomorrow. But I think we probably feel like we're in as good a position as we can possibly be in. Now, the talk that I get from the other side is they feel like Mississippi State should, quote, be optimistic, and maybe Ole Miss should be hopeful. That Ole Miss is hoping to get him, Mississippi State should probably expect to be getting them. I don't know that it's quite that cut and dry. When you've got a guy like this, and Ole Miss may have one of their offensive tackles declare for the draft, you know, then there obviously opens up a starting position. Mississippi State has two. Much better chance to start here, but that's not to say it's out of the realm of possibility that he could start at Ole Miss. To be honest with you, this is the one that probably has me guessing the most. And what I mean by that is, is maybe it's because of the fact that he is so important to making us a better football team next year. He is a guy that will enroll in January and then compete for a starting position at a position that we're losing both starters and Scott Lashley and, and Charles Cross. But if I had to call it tonight, I do believe he's going to be a Bulldog. Now, I know that this show will be cut up and thrown back in my face if he signs with Ole Miss. I'm not in any way suggesting that Ole Miss is not a factor in this. They absolutely are. And this is a very, very, very close recruitment. There is no question about it. And he has found some things he likes at both schools, had a great visit at both places. It is nip and tuck right now, and it is very much back and forth. But as of now, I believe Mississippi State has to lead perhaps by a nose. And it helps that Carson Williams, his best friend, is already on campus at Mississippi State. But as of tonight, I do expect Percy Lewis. Now, there is another offensive line prospect that I'm not quite as hopeful on. Now, a week ago, I thought it was pretty much a done deal. The offensive line prospect, Trent Ramsey, out of Tampa, Florida, I felt like, you know what, it's just a matter of time before he announces to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. Well, he hadn't done that. We have heard in recent days that um, you know Cal has made a late push. 
He said, man, Cal, it's a long way from Florida. It absolutely is. And probably if he goes out there, he probably ends up in the portal. But this is, again, very, very close. And Trent's a guy that's not the best communicator. You know, we have not been able to reach him, but that is not atypical. A lot of times late in the process, you know, guys just want a break. But Trent has kind of been that way throughout the process. He's been difficult to get a hold of. Now, we have spoke to him and had some quotes about his visit, kind of preparing a potential commitment story. But right now, I believe it's 50-50. And maybe 50-50 at best. Now, a week ago, I didn't feel that way. I felt like Trent Ramsey was certainly on his way to Starkville. Today, I think it's pretty much a coin flip. And we'll see. He goes to bed tonight, he'll figure it out. A chance to play in the SEC reasonably close to home or go all the way across the country. And he might as well be going to Paris, right? I mean, you know, it's like, how often are you going to be able to come home? And, and I'm not even talking about financially. I mean, it's just I mean, the logistics of it all, being a college athlete. I mean, you get on a plane, you fly home, and then you get to turn around and fly right back. I mean, it's just it's difficult when you're that far away from home. So we'll see how things progress. But as of right now, I'd say it's a corn flip. And if I had to, if you pushed me and put a gun to my head and said, hey, Steve, where's he going to go? I think right now it's probably Cal. That's not to say that, we won't wake up tomorrow and be delighted to find out that he signed with Mississippi State. Now, he has ex- announced that he is going to announce his decision at 3.30 Eastern time, which, of course, is 2.30 Mississippi State time. So, there will take some time to kind of figure this thing out. Now, that's not to say that he won't sign with Cal and, or, to, or Mississippi State and send it over in the morning and they just hold it pending the announcement, let the kid have his moment with his family and friends. But as of now... I think there is a real possibility of him going to Cal. Just put it out there, telling you exactly what I feel, what I know, what I've heard. Now, so where does that leave us? Well, it leaves us at four offensive linemen. And I suspect it's going to be a 5-0 line class. Now, if you get four high school guys in Percy, then I think at that point you feel like, you know what, hey, we've met our needs. And you've stacked, I think, a better offensive line class on top of last year. Last year you had to go out and – uh, you know, get some junior college guys to kind of come in here and, and give you some length and girth to kind of fit your scheme. This year, I like the fact that we're signing more high school offensive linemen to get them in the developmental pipeline. And then you go get a guy like Percy Lewis who could be a stopgap guy. So even if we don't get Trent, but if we get Percy, I think you can feel really good about this offensive line class. And then, of course, you go chase a guy in the portal uh, for February. Now, of course, those guys can actually sign up until the drop ad date. So, you know, it's not as simple as, hey, if they don't sign tomorrow, then they can't participate in spring practice. That's just not true. But that's where we are on the offensive line. Now, we mentioned yesterday, too, we already got four wide receivers committed. Tyrese Chambers, I'm continuing to hear some good things about him. I do believe Mississippi State leads, but I don't believe that that is maybe completely over. You know, he's got a handful of offers, and he had put out a top five earlier this uh process Mississippi State the first school he mentioned Mississippi State Purdue Arizona State a couple of others but he came in last weekend kind of a surprise visitor and uh, heard a lot of positive things and in his interview obviously he said some things that he liked about Mississippi State and the air raid offense and he likes what Mississippi State has done with Makai Polk now this guy is a thousand yard receiver at FIU so this is a guy that's used to catching the football. So I think, obviously, that would be a big addition to the class. We'll see how things go. If I had to call it right now, I would count it. I can't say it's a slam dunk. Maybe it's a free throw. I don't think it's a three-pointer. 
I think we're very much in the mix. You get no points for second place in recruiting, though. No matter what people say on social media, well, we would have been us if it hadn't been them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If you don't get them, you don't get them. You may have well been a hundredth in the in in the running. Doesn't make any difference. Okay, so AJ Allen, a lot of smoke about him as of late. You know, Eric Mealy retweeted his signing day announcement tweet, and everybody's like, "Wait a minute, what's this all about?" AJ Allen visited Mississippi State the weekend of December third. Had a great visit. There was talk about him visiting Alabama this past weekend. That did not materialize. Now, he committed to TCU prior to Gary Patterson announcing his resignation. And then there was some talk, too. He had one of his best friends that that TCU didn't honor an offer, and apparently that's caused a little bit of unrest. You know, you never know the full story, right? But the reality of it is, is Mississippi State needs to take a running back in this class. If he wants to come, you take him. Three-star guy, pretty solid three-star guy, and an all-purpose back. A lot of these guys are just ball carriers by trade, but he's the guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. And so we'll see how things progress with him, but that's another name that we're watching. That'd be a nice flip for Mississippi State. You know, that's one thing I'll say about this staff. You know, we didn't get a lot of flips under Dan Mullen. We just didn't. And I don't know, maybe it's just because Dan didn't want to get out and fight in the streets for some of these guys. We had a bunch of flips last year. Going to have several this year, too. This could be one of them. All right, Chris Bell. Chris Bell is the guy that Mississippi State really probably should have offered back in the spring, but he's a bit of a tweener. So it's like, okay, is he a flex tight end, which we don't use? Is he an inside receiver that you could use on some of those bubble screens, basically is a blocker or whatever, a guy that can go out there and run the curl route for you and be able to cross the face of the safety and be able to take the punishment that's handed out? Probably so. Or is he a linebacker? You know, it was one of the rubs. People said, well, you know, Mississippi State's talking about playing him on defense, and he really wants to play on offense. And so State tried to get him in last weekend. We felt like that was going to happen. And then the last minute, it's like, now nah, we're going to go visit Louisville. Louisville's been on us longer. They've made us feel like more of a priority, so we're going. But Chris maintains contact with Mississippi State. Does he get one of those 26 packets? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I know that Chris – really wanted to come to Mississippi State. That's one thing that happens, too, with in-state guys. And when you offer them late, some are really relieved. Some are elated. They say, man, I did it. I worked hard. I had a great senior season. And I've got a chance to play in the SEC in my home state. Other guys are like, wait a minute. Where were you when Louisville offered? Where were you when all this other stuff happened? I was good enough for them back in the spring. Well, wasn't I good enough for you? And so you get two kinds of guys there, two kinds of reactions. And so with this one, it's been, I think there has kind of been some hurt feelings in some respects because we did offer late. It was a December 10th and we finally offered. And so that, I think, is part of the rub there. That's not to say that he won't sign. You don't have to officially visit somewhere to sign. You just sign, take the visit later. It's happened all the time. We used to have a bunch of guys that didn't have their ACT score in by December, and so you know, they would sign with us in February, whatever, and then, uh, you know, take the ACT in the spring and come Super Bulldog weekend. So there's not a requirement that a guy has to take an official visit to sign with the school. Just, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. But uh, that's kind of where we are on the offensive side. And, of course, you got – we're going to recap the class tomorrow evening. But we've done really well offensive skill-wise. And you add a guy like Tyrese Chambers, who I think is a difference maker – I think he makes you a better football team next year. You add Percy Lewis, makes you a better football team next year. 
you add A.J. Allen, you know, I think he's a guy that's got to come in and kind of learn nuances of the scheme. And the same could be said for Dakota Jordan. I think Dakota Jordan's a guy, too, that uh, could help us on the baseball side, too. Still got to worry about the Major League Baseball draft, though, this summer. And then Chris Bell's a guy, too, again, a bit of a tweener, but he's intriguing to me. And I, I thought from the first time that I saw video of him, this is an SEC receiver. And he has the foot speed, too, to kind of make it happen, even though he is a bigger guy. And you got to wonder how big is he going to get once he gets in the college weight room, right? That's what happens. There's a lot of these guys, too. They've lifted weights their whole life, but they haven't really had a comprehensive strength and conditioning program. So now all of a sudden Tyson Brown has kind of figured out where they're out of balance or whatever and kind of tailors a program to add some mass. And so does he get too heavy to play X, right? So that's a concern too. But I know this, Chris Bell is a football player. And if he goes to Louisville, I won't be the least bit surprised to look up on TV here in a couple of years and you're like, man, that's that kid from Greenville Christian. Guy can really play football. And I think, I think he'd make a great Bulldog. I don't know that it's going to work out. If I had to call it today, I'd say he's probably headed to Louisville. But um, those are the offensive pieces that we're watching as we get into Wednesday. You know, we're going to go to bed tonight, and uh, these are the names that we're going to watch. Now, before we move on and do our top ten list, Mississippi State is going to sign a scholarship kicker. I won't be the least bit surprised if we see an offer pop up late tonight or tomorrow. You know, Matt Brock and those guys, they don't need me and you to tell them. we got to go scholarship a kicker. And that's not in any way a reflection of anybody else, but this is the Southeastern Conference. And let's be honest, too. The kicker this year was a difference in a Tennessee bowl game and a Florida bowl game, right? We can all admit it. We all saw the same games. It's basically two to three games right there. The difference in the games was the fact that we couldn't make makeable field goals. That's got to change. we got to go out there and get us a Division I scholarship kicker I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, these special teams coordinators, I don't know how they go through life constantly having walk-ons. Of course, we had Brandon Weese this year. But, uh, you know, and again, Nolan McCord was probably thrown out there before he was ready, and he gave us his best effort and uh, appreciate his contributions. But I don't think we can go into next year and say, okay, this is our guy. You know, I think you've got to bring in some competition. Competition makes everybody better. You scholarship somebody else. They come in, and you know what? If Nolan McCord wins a job, then Nolan McCord's a kicker, and I support that 100%. But the bottom line is we can't just accept the status quo. we got to get out there and use a grant uh, to get a kicker in. And so I suspect that if it doesn't happen in December, it will happen in February. But we will scholarship a kicker. Just don't know the name yet. All right, let's thank our good friend Blair Chandler. I love Blair, and Blair texted me and said, hey, I heard your comments on the show, and I'm still going to keep bugging you for intel. Well, of course he is. It's what friends do, right? But Blair's one of, the, one, Blair's one of those hand-wringing Bulldog fans, too. Blair and I sat and watched a, uh, a baseball, non-conference baseball game together. I, I think it was Louisiana Tech. And we got down. I think Keegan James pitched and just didn't have it that night. And I, think we walked, I think we walked the ballpark, and we got down 6-7. Maybe in UL Monroe. But anyway, we got down in the ballgame. And I thought he was going to rip Dirty Dirty Noble Field down. I mean, I thought Blair was just going to just take the gridiron club and just rip it apart. I said, Blair, calm down. We're going to be okay. And you know what? We were. We were okay because we could swing the bats. But he's a guy that lives it, man, just like you guys do. He's up and down with it. He feels it just like you do. There's no doubt about it. So Blair also, in addition to being a Bulldog, is a mortgage professional. A lot of people out there that are loan officers, that are kind of learning the, learning the ropes, may do a good job for you. They may. But go with a proven winner like Blair Chandler. 
Go to closewithblair.com. Go check it out today. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, he's going he's gonna to give you a discount. A lot of fees associated with refinancing a mortgage or buying a home. He's going to take care of some of that for you. He's going to pay for your appraisal just by mentioning to him that you heard about him on the Boneyard. Well, Steve, how do I mention it to him? Well, I'm going to give you his personal cell number. How about that? Give him a text or call today, 601-500-2344. Again, 601-500-2344. Blair is associated with Fairway Mortgage, one of the top five mortgage lenders in the United States. And Blair is in a top 1% close ratio. This is a guy that knows the industry. He will take care of you. It's a guy that wants your business. That's why he's advertising on this show. He knows that this is a target-rich environment. A lot of Bulldogs out there looking on the move. Maybe their careers are on the rise. Maybe people are looking to retire. It's like, you know what, let me help these people. This is my family. These are my people. So let me pay for their appraisal. All right, let's do top 10 signing day songs. Steve, there are songs about signing day. No, there are not. But there are a lot of songs about signs and signing, right? So I'm going to give you the top 10. The top 10 signing day songs as reported by me, your good friend and host. This is a very, very diverse list. And uh, some of these songs, man, at some point in my life have been my favorites. And maybe you're the same way. And some of these are really a chance to get some bands or some artists on here we haven't had before. But let's start number 10 with my fellow Dreadhead. It's Terrence Trent Darby's Sign Your Name. Now, Cheryl Crow does an amazing cover of this, but I like the sultry, blues, kind of jazzy feel and uh, the way Terrence uses the falsetto on this one. So sign your name by Terrence Trent Darby to all those recruits out there. Go ahead and do it. Just sign your name. And we can't do a list of, about signing without going to, uh, you know, one of your favorite imports, right? It's Ace of Base, the sign. Because I saw the sign, it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. And maybe that happens today. Maybe there's some people that wake up and say, hey, maybe this Mike Leach guy can recruit after all. We end up stacking a couple top 25 classes together. Maybe we can kill that narrative. Number eight, going back to the king, man. Oh, my gosh, he was the king. We lost him far too soon. It's a guy that battled with his record companies over the years because they were you know, raising prices and that kind of stuff, and he wanted to make his music and his art more affordable to listeners. So one time he actually gave his album away as a free download on his own website. I'm talking about Prince. Sign of the Times. It's a live album, but we're going with the title track, Sign of the Times. True Prince in his greatness. I don't know anybody that doesn't love Prince. I mean, honestly. I mean, like, everybody's got a favorite Prince song. Everybody. And that, that's the thing about a mark of a great... There's some people that get on your nerves, right? They get overexposed, but not with Prince. I think that's the true genius in it all. Everybody's like... Even people from all walks of life, you know, when there's, you know, rock music, rap music, R&B listeners, whatever. Whatever you listen to, everybody has a healthy respect for Prince, even before he passed away. It's incredible. So, Sign of the Times by Prince. Number seven, we're going back to blues, man. Now, this song has been covered by a lot of people. Paul Rogers did it when he was with Blue Cheer. This is solo. Jimi Hendrix did it. But the originator, the creator of Born Under a Bad Sign, you guys are familiar with that? It's Albert King from Memphis, one of the great bluesmen of our day. And maybe that's 
a dedicated song to those who sound with Ole Miss, right? Bad sign. Now, we wish those kids the best. What do we do? I mean, we don't want to win any Egg Bowls, but uh, never have any ill feelings towards uh, those players at all. Uh, number six, I wanted to work this one in. I didn't know why, quite where it fit on the list, so I kind of put it in the middle of the pack. You know, you guys know, if you know me, you know I'm a Ronnie James Dio guy. I need to get a Ronnie James Dio T-shirt, you know, because like, if you buy a shirt, a Ronnie James Dio shirt from the website, they make a donation to the American Cancer Society, right? And so lost my dad to cancer. We lost Ronnie to cancer. And many of you don't know this. You say, well, you know, I mean, Ronnie was in Rainbow and you know, Ronnie was in Dio. He was also in Black Sabbath. And then they changed the name because Ronnie wanted to change it. They changed the name of the band to Heaven and Hell because he just felt like Black Sabbath belonged to Ozzy. Shows the respect that he has. But this is one that was off the Mob Rules album. And it's Sign of the Southern Cross, man. Starts out really slow and melodic. And next thing you know, man, we're rocking. Long song, too. Uh, number five, this is one. Uh, we've had some requests to do these guys on the show before. And this is not one of their bigger hits, but it was a hit for them. And it's Steely Dan's Sign In Stranger. Uh, that's a lot of these recruits that pop up late in the process, right? You hadn't been following them all year. So they're strangers, and you'll be cheering for them, ringing kettlebells for them. Number four, we have, I don't think we've ever had a song from this band. And uh, many of you, I know what's going to happen as soon as I mention the band name. Steve, we've got to have a top ten from this band. And I'll be honest with you guys. This band, I'm talking about Pink Floyd, used to be a real trigger for me. You know, because I had a lot of friends that, uh, let's just say, that ingested some things that were big Pink Floyd fans. And so when I would hear certain songs, I'm like, ah, I can't listen to that. You know, it kind of bothers me. Makes you break out in cold sweat. But we went with Signs of Life from Pink Floyd. Signs of Life from Pink Floyd. And maybe that's indicative of our football program. We're showing some signs of life. Got a winning year this year, back in a bowl game. Had some big wins this year. Number three, and we're going to close out this list with three great rock songs. So this is a shout-out to our boy Fred, P-H-R-E-D, Fred. Fred reached out to me about a year ago and said, Hey, Steve, will you do a top 10 of my favorite band, Breaking Benjamin? And so we did, Fred. And so, Fred, this one's for you. I actually listened to this song today, and this is kind of what gave me the idea for this list. You know what? I'm actually skipping here. Let's, let's, let's back up, because, Fred, that's going to be number two. Number three, and I hate when I do that, when I get out of order, but number three on the list is Show Me a Sign from Alter Bridge one of my favorite bands. And I'm sure Fred loves them too. I saw them down in Mobile at the Sanger Theater with Monster Truck, and it was like a religious experience for me. I absolutely love Alter Bridge. I love Miles Kennedy. I think he is the best male vocalist alive today, and he's like my age, and uh, makes me feel like that maybe uh, he's outperforming me, like I need to work a little bit harder. But uh, show me a sign off Alter Bridge 3. One of their better albums. I think Blackbird is the best album. Alter Bridge 3 is the second best album. Number two, and this goes out to Fred, it's Give Me a Sign from Breaking Benjamin. So Percy, DeCarlos, others, give us a sign. Maybe commit tonight, right? But number one, how could you have any list of sign songs 
And I actually, I'm going with the cover version because it's my show. This song originally recorded by the Five Man Electrical Band. Many of you didn't know that. You know the album Five Man Acoustical Jam from Tesla? You didn't realize it's a play on the name of the creators of that song, the Five Man Electrical Band. And it's the song Signs. And it's a tribute to all of us long-haired, freaky people. They can tell us not to apply. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm not tucking my hair up under a hat. And I don't really care to ask anybody why. But Signs, man, that was a great album. If you haven't listened to that album in a while, let me encourage you to do so. Go download the five-man acoustical jam from Tesla. And that was really what pushed them into the mainstream. Mechanical Resonance, debut album with Little Susie and, and others was great. The Great Radio Controversy was the second album. Was Without a doubt, it was the only album that all of my friends had. We loved it that much. All of my friends had that album. It was huge. It had Love Song on it, uh, Hang Tough. That was on my license plate for a while. And then when Five Man Acoustical Jam came out, it's like they were everywhere because everybody loved the song Sign. So we're going to go, we're going to break the rules on signing day. It's because other people do the same thing, but they don't do it for music. They do it for football. But we're going with Signs, number one. Your signing day song, top ten list, and you probably were wondering what I would do today. So Trice Webb, we're going to do your top ten list tomorrow. I know he said, oh, Steve, I thought you were going to – yeah, I'm going to do yours tomorrow. And it's going to take a little bit of research because it's a very complicated list, but it's going to be a great list with some classic rock on it. So there you go. If you have ideas for the top ten list, reach out and let me know. I'm happy to do them. And uh, we want to thank everybody that participates. And so many of you have reached out and said, Steve, I love the top ten list. And I want to thank Izzy and Roy for putting those lists out there and making it easier for you guys. You know, just to, Instead of you having to go look, all, look it all up, you can just click on the list. Spotify and – iTunes. Pretty cool. Thank those, thank those guys. They do it for nothing. They just do it for you guys because we're all one big happy Boneyard family. All right, let's thank our friends at Campus Bookmart. Stan and Mammoth, Kathy Brown, the lovely, talented Susie, the whole crew there will, will take care of you. They'll treat you like family because in their minds you are family. How about that? Pretty cool, right? It's nice to have family to take care of things. And you're trying to buy gifts for your family. You're excited about that. You're thinking, you know what? Hey, Steve, I don't know what to get. Mississippi State merch is always the way to go. Take care of all the Bulldogs in your life right there at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we're going to save you a little cash. Use promo code BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks, And as much money as we're all spending these days to show everybody how much we love them and make sure they have a great Christmas, you're going to be glad you can save a few bucks somewhere. And courtesy of our good friends at Campus Bookmart, you can just because you're listening to the show. Again, that's campusbookmart.net, promo code BSR to save shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Go do it and buy yourself something too because you know what's going to happen. Edna's going to buy you like some socks you're never going to wear. And then I hate to say it, but like your kids are going to get you a tie that you don't like. It's going to sit in your closet. And every time you look at it, you're going to feel guilty because you don't wear it. You say, they bought me this. Take Christmas into your own hands. Buy yourself what you want. Do it. Let's also thank our good friends at Portico. I told you guys before, if I was moving to Starkville, I would move to Portico. I would. It's a mile from campus, just over a mile from campus. To me, that would be fabulous. Because every time I have to make that the trip to town, bringing the kid to school, I think, man, I live way out in the country. It doesn't seem that far sometimes, but I'll leave a ball game and I'm driving. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I wish I lived closer to town. Some days I, I feel that way and some days I don't. But I would love the convenience of town 
but the privacy that Portico provides because you're on the business side when you go to other places and go to Chick-fil-A and places like that, but you're on the residential side when you're on the Portico side. Pretty easy to get to, too. You just turn off of 82 on a 12, take the very first right. That's Pat Station Road. Go through the four-way stop. Next thing you know, you're Portico, your new home. Now, here's the deal, too. I heard from Brooks, and he wanted to share some things with you guys, too. He wanted me to kind of update you on some things. And uh, I, I want to make sure I'm going to read him right out of the text message from Brooks. Brooks is my friend. He's your friend. Um, pretty exciting, really, the fact how this has all kind of come together. So everybody tells me, you know, phase one completely sold out. Your new neighbor's already in place. You're missing the party. So here's an update on phase two. Going to start pouring the asphalt for the road in second phase Thursday. We're going to get through signing day. We're all going to enjoy signing day. And the guys at Portico going to get to work, getting that road going. Also going to re- repair the current road asphalt from some of the construction traffic. I mean, people are working out there, right? Foundations of the first houses in second phase will be poured early to mid-January. So it won't be long. We're talking 30 days. We're pouring slabs out there, folks. And uh, so that's kind of where we are. If you have ideas or questions, you know, about your new home, you say, you know what, hey, Steve, listen, I'd like to have some say. Well, you can because you can pick out your lot and you can have some say in the house plans. Be sure to give Brooks a call. Brooks got some great stories about Richard Lee. He can tell you some funny stories about Pat McMahon. In addition to that, he can help you find your new home. 601-416-8075. Again, that's 601-416-8075. Brooks Bryant, man. Good dude, man. He's happy to help you make Portico your next move. Okay. Now, defensive recruiting has been a bit of an adventure outside a linebacker in this class. We feel really good about the linebacker class, even with Stone Blanton going to South Carolina. We're meeting our needs at linebacker. We absolutely are. I love. I like the linebacker class last year. I love this one. So, again, you're stacking good backer classes. And we started this thinking, okay, we'll take two backers, maybe three if we could find a difference maker. Well, then you know what we do? We find Jabez Gilmore out of Amy, Louisiana. Now, he hadn't officially visited Mississippi State yet. He was still you know, playing for a state championship. He'll visit uh, in January. Expected to sign tomorrow. Don't expect any drama with him. But I feel good about the backer class. With or without Stone Blanton. And that's not to throw shade at Stone Blanton. We'd love to have had him. Would have added some value to our class and our football team. But, uh, you know, I think Khalid Moore is an absolute stud. And then you get into this thing with Avery Sledge. Now, Avery Sledge was committed to Tulane. Probably a good decision at the time. And now he's played his way onto the Mississippi State radar. Now, let me tell you this. If you go watch this guy's film, he's going to blow you away. Now, I'm not going to sit here and hype him because I believe Mississippi State's going to get him. There are some guys that we get sometimes like, I don't know. This isn't one of them. He has drawn some comparisons to Bernardrick McKinney. I think maybe that's because of the fact that he plays quarterback and linebacker. But I will tell you this. The kid has a value system that is based in hard work. He will show up here looking to get better. A lot of people show up thinking they've already made it. Avery Sledge will be a workout room warrior. And I believe he'll be a leader of your defense someday. And I think I think about him and Khalid and Jave all kind of maturing together. That gets you really excited. That's three outstanding, athletic, long linebackers that can get out and cover. 
That's not always the case. You get some guys that are tackle to tackle, linebackers and other guys that are sideline to sideline. And I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, people are spreading the field on you these days. you got to be able to tackle in space. These guys are bona fide killers, man. I love them. I think Avery Sledge is a guy that will come in and do a great job for Mississippi State, and we'll be glad we have him. Now, some have suggested, well, he's kind of undecided. That's not what I've heard. I've heard he's going to be a Bulldog. I'm going to announce on Wednesday. Just a matter of him signing the paperwork. Excited about him, to say the least. Another late addition, a guy that kind of played his way into some opportunities as a senior, and even though he missed some time. Because here's the deal, guys. Defensive tackle, the reason those guys have lengthy offer sheets is because there's not a lot of them. You can say, well, Steve, that's not true. I mean, everybody's got the tackles. That's true, but they're not all college football prospects. A lot of guys have the size to play the tackle, but they don't have the quickness or the athleticism. There are a lot of guys just getting there and make a mess and make a pile and let the linebackers clean up for them. But in today's game of college football, you better be able to shed blocks and get in the backfield. you got so many quarterbacks now line up in the shotgun. You know, there's not We're not playing this three yards in the cloud of dust thing anymore. And so the days of kind of the non-mobile de-tackle are behind us. You don't have that big drain plug nose tackle anymore that just kind of stands people up and – you know, forces the running back to change direction because people are working the burning the edges and working the corners. So you need a guy that can shed blocks and then make plays. Guys that can get in gaps. And that's what Calvin Dinkins is. And this is a guy too, again, lightly recruited, had a bunch of G five offers, and the next thing you know, Baylor's involved with him. And if you know anything about Baylor, you know that uh, Baylor is coached by Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda, of course, was a defensive coordinator at LSU that gave us a lot of trouble. And we got to him a couple times, too. But Dave Aranda has put great defenses on the field. Next thing you know, they're in a Big 12 championship game, right? Pretty incredible to think about that. They're going to take on your friends from Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. We'll be rooting for the Bears and Dave Aranda. But if Dave Aranda wants a defensive player, I'm going to pay attention. I'm absolutely going to pay attention. Because this is a guy that has coached some big-time defensive players in his career. Now, we were already recruiting them and finally offered them. And the next thing you know, once Billy Napier and the group got to Gainesville, they offered him at Florida too. And there was some discussion the offer from Florida might prolong the process. It's like, hey, you hadn't had a chance to visit down there. And I'll be honest with you, it would be a major disappointment if he signs with Florida side unseen. I don't expect that to be the case. Uh, based on what I'm told, Calvin Dinkins expected to sign with Mississippi State. And he was all excited about Mississippi State. Everything was trending positively, and we were expecting the possibility of him to commit on his visit. And then Florida kind of muddied the water a little bit. Looks like we've gotten a little clarity there, expecting him to be a Bulldog uh, come Wednesday. And that's big. It's basically the replacement for Jaheim Otis. That's not in any way to say that Calvin Dinkins is a Plan B type guy. This is a guy, when things really kind of began to go south, we say, we we got, we got to get a de-tackle. We wait too late. We're going to miss on Calvin. I really like him. I do. And I think getting him and Avery Sledge, I think these are kind of the, the Mississippi State players that we have built a program upon. These are the kinds of guys that come in and work hard. They're appreciative of the opportunity, and they don't show up with a sense of entitlement. Right, they show up ready to work. And, and he is a guy that people have compared to Cameron Young. And you know the kind of value we're getting from Cam Young. Probably your most consistent defensive lineman on the team right now. And as I remember Bob Shoup told me after we signed him, he said, Steve, I've told you guys a story before. He is going to be the next great Mississippi State story on the defensive line. I think Calvin Dinkins cut from the same mold. A guy that will come in, work hard, keep his head down, and get better. 
and he'll make your football. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her personal foundation, says they're seeing more issues than ever with dogs' joints, odors, and their health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can all look to improve our dog's health, their food. What she's discovered is that many dog foods are made in a way they can actually create toxins that could possibly be wrecking our dog's health. And that's true for many of the premium brands as well. Fortunately, she's found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how any of us can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I've got five dogs. I do. I love them. I spend most of my time with them. In fact, Mojo, my mama blue healer, has helped me write six and a half books now. I want her to be as healthy and happy as possible. So if you feel like you do about your dogs the same way I do, let me encourage you to go to badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard and watch Catherine's video right now. And again, that's badlandsfood.com forward slash boneyard. Be sure and check it out and make sure your pet is happier and healthier than ever. All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tacovas want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tacovas is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comforts. So no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to Tecovas dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Ball team better. All right, let's talk about DeCarlos uh, Nicholson, you know, former Mississippi State commitment. And I, I talked with another peer in the industry about DeCarlos and said, you know, it's like, you know, Steve, hey, I commit to Kentucky like six months ago, and that feels good. And now all of a sudden the reality of it is, is like, wait a minute, in like two weeks I got to move to Lexington, Kentucky, all the way away from my family and my girlfriend and everybody else. Maybe I need to find something a little bit closer to home. And that's not in any way to say that Kentucky had done a good job recruiting this guy. But based on what I'm hearing, I do expect him to be a Bulldog on Wednesday. Ole Miss has tried to make it interesting, tried to get him in back-to-back weekends, weren't able to do it. That's not to say they've gone away. You know, Florida State is also kind of stayed the mix. And I'll be honest with you, I won't be surprised if he does anything, right? You know what I'm saying? There's just some kids that are kind of unpredictable, like we saw with Jadarius Perkins last year. So you think you know what's going to happen, then it doesn't. But I do believe it's going to be Bulldog. I, I do. He is going to have a signing day ceremony. And I, I had somebody reach out to me that uh, is close with the family that is planning to attend the signing day ceremony. 
and they too feel like it's going to be a good day for the Bulldogs. And so that is huge for us. Number one, to get a guy to recommit, that rarely happens. Now, we had Tulu Griffin decommit and then recommit, but he never committed to their school. But, you know, that's the thing about DeCarlos is he decommitted and then committed to Kentucky, and so now we have an opportunity to flip him back. It's just pretty pretty a rare thing for Mississippi State. And, you know, for a guy like Darcel McBath that has had you know some, some eventful recruitments here as of late, this is a big win for him. You get DeCarlos in along with Collins, even if you don't sign another, another corner in December, I think you're okay. I think you're okay. Now, I've heard that Tyler Woodard, remember him? I saw him at a 7-on-7 camp. He was without a doubt the best defensive player there. There was no question. Mississippi State committed him. I'm thinking, man, what a steal we're getting here. This kid out of Memphis. You know, and I was thinking, you know what, we need to get him signed in December because once his senior film makes the rounds, he may be a guy who sees his recruitment blow up in January. Well, then ultimately comes to camp, doesn't have a good show, and he was injured, was going to come back for the SummerSlam camp and work out again. He was still injured, elected not to come. The next thing you know, it's like he'd kind of lost favor with Mississippi State. You go look at his senior film, though, he's healthy. And now you start thinking, you know what, maybe we're a little bit hasty in our decision. So, I think there's something brewing here. I don't know that. I think there is. I think so. I like this kid a lot. I like him as a player and as a person. I think he fits at Mississippi State. Of course, it'd be easier for his mom, of course, to come see him play at Mississippi State than maybe somewhere else. You know, Georgia Tech was considered a factor uh, once he was uh, decommitted from Mississippi State. But we may go back and revisit that. And I think, again, if that happens, I think, number one, it is not necessarily indicative of the fact that, hey, things aren't going so well. I think it shows the fact that we're willing to kind of swallow our pride a little bit and say, you know what, maybe we made a mistake here. And hopefully you can write it. Maybe the relationship isn't so fractured. And I'm told we're going to take three corners. Maybe four. We're going to take two high school guys and an older guy and then maybe another guy at the portal. But if you let's say let's say you go back on Tyler Woodard and you add him, then you got AC Woodard and DeCarlos. I think you can feel good about your cornerback class. And then if you go get a guy at the portal that can make you better as a football team next year, I think all of a sudden now a lot of this angst that we're all talking about with corner recruiting, like okay, all's well that ends well. But hey guys, next year let let's not take a bunch of commitments early and then drop them late and have to play catch up. That's kind of how it worked out for us. But I think that's a possibility. So. Again, I, at this point, I do expect the Carlos. But, again, nothing will surprise me. And I'm not trying to hedge my bet. But I'm just going to tell you, a lot of this stuff, you know, when you get down to the end, there's still a lot of indecision. You know, it's like, oh, because you got all these coaches calling you, man, Big D, we need you, man. We need you to be here. We need you to come to Kentucky. You know, we know how much we loved you and you love to visit up here. And then you've got Ole Miss out there saying, hey, listen, you know, the Carlos, you know, you got friends up here. It's in-state. And you got Mississippi State saying, hey, listen, Martin Emerson's fixing to go to the NFL. We need a replacement. And so everybody's got a solid pitch. Everybody does. And sometimes I think we, we discount the pressure that many of these young people are under. And so, again, DeCarlos has proven to be a very unpredictable and, and impressionable young man. I do think things have kind of calmed down now and settled. You know, his mom and family came up on the visit last week, and I, I think – that was kind of a calming influence on his recruitment. So let's hope we can get into Wednesday and not have an issue. But as of the day, I'm expecting to Carlos. Now, Marcus Banks, and this is where Paul Jones and I differ. 
Paul thinks we have a good shot. I don't think we have a good shot. Marcus Banks, of course, the corner from Alabama that's in the portal, and it's been in the portal since November. And it's interesting, too, if he had stuck it out, he would probably be starting for Alabama in the playoffs. But he's not. Now, he is a Houston, Texas guy. Houston is in the mix. Miami is in the mix. Maryland is in the mix. Mississippi State is in the mix. But Banks didn't talk. So you don't really know what's going on with him. You don't fully appreciate kind of what's important to him, what he's looking for. Now, of course, he wants immediate playing time. He can get that at Mississippi State. It'd be wonderful. And, again, we start talking about how great we'd feel about the corner class with, you know, we get those three. You add Banks into the mix, all of a sudden, oh, hey, hey. Now, instead of going from a good corner class, it's a great corner class. you got a former four-star that Nick Saban personally picked out. And that's the thing, too. People say, you know what, Alabama is probably the best at evaluation, and they are. And Nick Saban is probably the best cornerback evaluator that the college game has ever seen. So, uh, yeah, I'll take their leftovers at cornerback. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, if you can get him, it'd be great. I just don't think it's going to happen. Now, we may wake up tomorrow and find out, hey, listen, I want to I stay in the SEC and – who knows? Maybe he's got a girlfriend in Tuscaloosa who wants to reason be close about her. Don't know. Don't know any of that stuff if we hadn't talked to him. But to me, it would be a surprise if he signed with Mississippi State tomorrow. I would say the same about Kamari Rogers. The last I've heard about him, of course, that's the four-star corner out of Holmes County Central, committed to Miami, that he went down to Miami. They've retained his position coach at Miami. And Mario Cristobal is a wonderful recruiter. And that they went down there and they, they, were, they were really excited. And that any of their concerns they had were handled. And I kind of get the sense, to be honest, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to anybody. And I think it's smart on behalf of the Rogers family. You know, when things began to kind of circle around rumor-wise that maybe Manny Diaz wasn't there, I think it's smart of them to kind of reconnect with some people. He's like, hey, you know, what, what if they hire somebody at Miami that we're uncomfortable with? What if they hire somebody at Miami – this is not comfortable with us. What if they hire somebody in Miami and says, hey, we want bigger beef for your corners? What if they didn't fit the scheme? So I think it was smart from Coach Rogers and those guys, hey, let's go out here just in case. Let's make sure we have something that we like in case things don't work out at Miami. I would do the same for my children. You would as well. And so he took the official visit at Mississippi State. I think he liked it a lot. His visit interview was very, very encouraging. And then – they go back to Miami. And you say, well, they treated Mississippi State like a plan B. Well, again, that may be true, but I think that's smart. I think you look at it and say, what happens if all of a sudden you find out the new staff doesn't want him? Then you're starting from scratch. Then all of a sudden there's all this anxiety and there's all this stress, and now you're thinking, man, we won't even sign in December. Let's just see what happens between now and February. Well, what happens if the, your favorite schools don't have a spot for you? And you end up having to pick a spot that you don't really like as much. So – I don't blame them in the least. And, again, I think it would be a surprise if he signed with Mississippi State. It would be a very welcome surprise. Uh, but, again, there is kind of some risk with him. You know, I, I, he is a little bit thinly framed, a little bit on the light side. It's not to say that you can't put a little mass on him in the strength and conditioning program. But he also has ACL. And there is some risk there. There absolutely is. And, that, and to, to ignore that is to be short-sighted. That's not to say that he won't make a full recovery and be a great player. But we don't know that. We absolutely don't know. Life is full of risk. Okay, so uh, let's now talk about Trevion Williams. Now, we've almost taken him for granted, right? Now, I've got some things that I'll be happy to share when we recap the class about Trevion Williams that I think you guys are going to be awfully interested in. But based on what I have heard, Ole Miss has come out and 
pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and tried to play catch up and have really gotten nowhere with it. Uh, heard that from several people. And that Trevion Williams we project to be a Mississippi State Bulldog on signing day. Now, that is huge for Mississippi State. I think he is one of the best players in the state. Uh, I think when you look back a couple of years from now, you might be able to argue he probably should have been rated the best player in the state. Uh, I do like Branson Robinson a lot, though. I think he's a good fit for Georgia. But uh, Trevion Williams, arguably the best defensive player in the state. The guy's explosive. The guy works hard. The guy is a great pass rusher. He is a great tackler. A lot of people always ask, Steve, who do you compare him to? You know what? We've had so many great defensive linemen over the years. It's difficult to give him to really compare him to anybody. Uh, but I think that he is a guy that is a difference maker for Mississippi State. I will be absolutely shocked if he doesn't pick Mississippi State tomorrow. Shocked. I would say of the remaining targets, the ones that are of a contested recruitment, that's the one. This is the one I feel the most confident about. And so, if we get blindsided on this, it'll be the biggest blindside of my career, even bigger than T. Shepard. Didn't visit Ole Miss. They tried to get him in. He never went. And, I, again, I'm told for some people on the other side that they just haven't been able to get any traction. And it's like that sometimes. It doesn't, it's not always somebody's fault. It's one thing that I think with recruiting sometimes, like if we don't get a player, like, oh, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. You know, sometimes guys just like the other school more. Doesn't mean that they took money. It doesn't mean that anybody did anything improper. It doesn't mean anybody promised them anything. You know, think about yourself. You know, many of you despise Ole Miss, and there are a bunch of them that despise us. And so in your mind, they were never an option, right? And so you take your visits and you kind of find out where you fit. And there are going to be some guys that we like a lot that are going to go to Ole Miss and fall in love with the place. And it's going to be, you know what, good for them. It's unfortunate for us, but good for them. Well, by the same token, there are going to be some players that come to Mississippi State and are going to be like, hey, this feels like home. It probably was the case for many of you. It's like when you get there, it's like, hey, this is where I've always wanted to be. And so, again, it's not always something crazy. You know, it's not always, oh, well, you know, they did this or they cut this corner. You know, there are just some guys that are going to like Ole Miss more and there's some going to like Mississippi State more. And it appears Trevion Williams simply likes Mississippi State more. He took two official visits, one to Florida State and then the one here to Mississippi State uh, and never officially visited Ole Miss. He did go up for a ball game and uh, – you know, pretty much kind of froze them out after that. They just didn't, they didn't, they just couldn't get any traction with them. And it, that's just kind of how things were. And I'll be honest with you, I had people early in the process that told me, hey, he's got a lot of Ole Miss people around him. A lot of Ole Miss people around him probably going to end up going to Ole Miss. And it was kind of a, I guess in some ways, a relief and a surprise when he committed to Florida State. But I was told privately, even back then, that his mom's like, I, I don't know what that means, committed. You know, we're still going through the process. So, I think Mississippi State is a good fit for him culturally. And I think that uh, he is a guy, too, that will do a great job at Mississippi State. Again, I'll be, I will, I, I'm not afraid to say it. I will be shocked if he's not a Bulldog tomorrow and would be a huge, huge surprise if he's not. Okay, let's talk Jacarius Clayton. You know, he, he snuck up here and took a visit last week, and I don't really know if they really wanted that to get out, to be honest with you. Um. And that in and of itself, if you're on the Mississippi State side, to probably give you some, some confidence. And if you're on the Ole Miss side, probably gives you some concern. You know, if he's truly committed to Ole Miss, why is he sneaking off to take a visit to Mississippi State? Now, if the shoe was on the other foot, we would be losing our minds, and some Ole Miss people have. Now, Jacarius Clayton is a really good player. He is. There's no doubt about it. 
Now, there was some discussion early on about maybe State moving the offensive line. He really wanted to play defensive line. Ole Miss made him pretty much the guarantee, hey, you're, you're going to be an lineman here. And so he committed. But he's maintained a relationship with Mississippi State. Hadn't always been a, a strong relationship, but he's been a guy that, hey, we're in contact. We're in contact. And now all of a sudden he comes in. Now I understand that there are a lot of people in his ear, obviously some from Mississippi State, some from Ole Miss, and I'm not talking about boosters or benefactors or anything like that, but just young people within his circle. Like, hey, Mississippi State's all where you've always wanted to be. You should go there. Then other people are like, well, hey, you're committed to Ole Miss and you, you kind of stayed the course with them. You should go ahead and finish. It's the right thing to do. At the end of the day, guys have to be happy with their decisions. And so I'll be completely honest with you. I have absolutely no idea what he's going to do, none whatsoever. Like I've, I've had several phone calls today. I talked to one person. Yeah, I think he's going to flip. Next person, I think he's going to stick. And I don't think anybody really knows. And I think, again, it kind of underscores the pressure many of these young people feel, you know, trying to choose a spot in the rivalry. You know, Chad Bumpus embraced all that stuff, also a Tupelo guy. You know, Chad said one of the reasons he committed to Mississippi State is he wanted to be a part of the Egg Bowl rivalry. He wanted to be a part of the in-state rivalry. And he won three egg balls, or three battles for the golden egg, excuse me. Don't want to be disrespectful. And so now you've got Clayton, not quite as highly recruited and probably not as outspoken as Chad, but he's in the same situation. He's having to make a difficult decision, and no matter what he does, somebody's going to be disappointed. At the end of the day, you hope that everybody supports him. But the reality of it is, is you, you know how life works, right? I mean, you know, P.J. Jones went through this stuff too, God rest his soul. You know, P.J. was another one that was kind of pulled on left and right. There was a time that many on the Ole Miss side were projecting him to be a commitment. And the next thing you know, he's a bulldog. And uh, really gave his all for Mississippi State, really did. I remember so many times him walking up there in two protective boots to do media with us. And um, I actually talked to P.J. a little bit before he passed away. You know, he was dealing with some things and everything else, and, and uh, a lot of his best memories of his life were at Mississippi State. You know, and, uh, you know, you hate it. Uh, but the reality of it is that was a very contentious recruitment. It was. It was absolutely contentious. And I remember when we used to do the football camps at Tupelo, you know, he would come out there, and he didn't care where these high school kids were from. He would talk to all of them about, hey, you got to learn to play with your right hand in the ground and your left hand in the ground because sometimes you're going to have to change dances. And, you know, he was so giving of himself and so giving of his knowledge, these young people. And uh, you know as well as I do that Jacarius Clayton, as a youngster, probably saw some of that. You know, saw P.J. Jones, a guy from his high school, play in the Southeastern Conference and play at a high level and part of a team that went to number one in the country. But uh, the reality of it is it's not P.J.'s decision anymore. It's Jacarius's decision. And so, again – I have no clue what he's going to do. I will be as surprised as you guys are. We'll all find out together what he's going to do. And, uh, you know, wishing the best. You know, his, uh, you know, his dad has been a contributor on our site before and, uh, you know, just a great guy in our community. And you're always happy, you know, for the family. You know, when a young man, you know, because you know how it is, man, when you're, when you're a sports dad. You know, you're out there, you're throwing the football around. You're, you know, it becomes a huge part of your life becomes part of your focus i mean some of my greatest memories are sitting out in my front yard in baton rouge and throwing a baseball back and forth with ani hey back foot first throw a glove side you know stuff like that you know just talking about life and then for those people to see their children have the opportunity to go live their dreams it is an amazing thing and that's the thing and let's close with this that's the thing about 
this recruiting process. We get so caught up sometimes in arrival rates, like we forget the fact that there are dreams coming true. And there are so many young people out there, especially in our state, that are the first people in their families to go to college. And you've got an opportunity to change your family tree forever, right? Coach Crum and I had this discussion years ago, and I used it when I would go talk to, uh, to young people at my football camps. It's, you know, what happens? Okay, he's the first guy in his family to go to college. And so next thing you know, he's on a college campus. Good chance he's going to meet his wife in college, right? Well, now all of a sudden, you got a pair of college graduates having kids. Well, now the expectation in the family is, well, mom and dad both went to college and got a college degree, so that's what I need to do. And then all of a sudden, that becomes the tradition in the family. Rather than, hey, we're not, we're not college people, now all of a sudden, we are college people. And again, you change your family tree forever. You bring education into the mix, and, and these young people, in many respects, have a chance to pay for their education through their athletic ability. And so no matter who these guys sign with, and listen, I know it's disappointing when there is a player that we want that goes elsewhere. It absolutely is. But at the end of it all, that is still a young person, especially those guys in our state. And that's not to say that, that our guys are more valuable than any other states, but these are, the, these are our neighbors' kids. And these are people from our communities. And I always want the best for them. And, of course, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. Every one of those kids that go to Ole Miss – I want them to get a college degree. I want them to have a great experience. I want them to meet their wives and go have great, great careers beyond football. And I hope they lose every single egg ball. They, and that's as honest as I can say it. But I harbor no ill will towards these young people. And I think that's the thing we get caught up in sometimes. And I, I never like it. It's one thing to evaluate a player. It's like, well, you know, he's not quite fast enough or he doesn't fit our scheme. Okay, that's part of it. You know, but we get into this sometimes, too, when things get all personal, and that's, that's what we need to avoid. We really do. Because at the end of the day, there are so many young people in the state of Mississippi that have an opportunity to go do something special, not just for themselves, but for their families and for the, their families to come, for their children. And we need more of that. And we need to all celebrate that, no matter where they go to school. And that's not in any way to suggest that uh, I think any of our kids are going to flip to Ole Miss. It's not what I'm trying to prepare you for. I'm just saying let's be human about this. and Let's remember what a gift it is that these young people get a chance to go play the sport they love and then get their education paid for. That is absolutely outstanding. All right, told you guys I wouldn't keep you too long. Told you guys it wouldn't be two hours either. So uh, we're going to wrap it up with that. I want to thank you guys, too, for all your patience. And so many of you guys have messaged me about Dogpile. Uh, guys, I'm told it's going to be here next month. And so don't have the firm delivery date yet. Uh, but it's not going to be here by Christmas, and it gets we're 11 days away. See, I know many of you have probably already realized that. I think all of you have probably messaged me. We sold thousands of these books. I did my part. Other people didn't do theirs. Simple as that. And that's not in anybody involved with me. That's people on the printing end. Uh, they gave us a deadline. We hit the deadline. They gave us some assurances it would be here by a certain date. And the next thing you know, the date keeps moving and rolling. And now they've kind of firmed it up. They tell us it'll be next month. So it'll be January. If you're still looking to pre-order, you can. Go to dogpilethebook.com. Many of you I know have pre-ordered months ago and you're just waiting on your book, and I hate that. I really do because, you know, we put it out for pre-sale as soon as we could uh, just to kind of give you guys a chance to get that squared away. But the reality of it is is with these supply chain issues, and you guys have been so gracious and patient. Today, Steve, I get it. In the, the world that we live in now and the work that we do, we're dealing with some of this stuff too. You don't think a lot of this stuff is real until it happens to you. You know, I saw it on the news. You think, oh, well, that's, that's unfortunate. Then all of a sudden, 
Uh, I've got a book that I finished in August. It's not going to be out until January, you know, and so that's difficult to deal with. We're talking five months, right? We're talking five months from the time that I completed writing the book until they can get it printed. It's usually four to six weeks. We're talking five months now. So we did the best we could. You can uh, still order or go to your local bookstore and get uh, Flim Flam, Alpha Dog, Stark Bellwins, and Blooms of Oleander. And many of you have reached out and said, hey, Steve, I'd like to give my loved one a signed book from you for Christmas. And I'm very honored to do that. And you can go to the website or you can call Book Martin Cafe in downtown Starkville. And I'm happy to ride down there and sign it for you. And you can pick it up at your leisure or they can ship it to you. Happy to do it. And if you're looking for Stark Villains gear, go to StarkVillains.com. Many of you have been. Many of you, I've got people send me pictures wearing their Stark Villain stuff. I think it's incredible. And that's just trademark now too. Maybe you didn't know that. I'm sitting here looking at the United States of America uh, patent and trademark office notice where I've trademarked that. So it's pretty cool. Maybe we can get that TM put on there. It'd be kind of cool. Listen, thank you guys so much. I'll be back Wednesday evening once the class is complete, and we'll recap the class. We'll talk about what went right and if anything went wrong. And hopefully things go to script, and maybe we get a break or two. Maybe Trent Ramsey wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I'm going to Mississippi State. Maybe Marcus Banks wakes up and says, you know what, I want to stay in the SEC. But of the guys we've talked about, you know, I've, I've given you what I feel is the most accurate and up-to-date information. Now, Something could change in the night. But as we go to press right now, that's how things stand. And, again, I want to thank you guys so much, so, so much for your support. It seems like every time somebody has anything negative about me on Twitter, one of you guys messages me, one of you ladies or, or men, hey, Stephen, let them get you down. They don't. But you know what? I still appreciate your message. I really do. I really, really do. And I have so many of you that have been so incredibly supportive of me and my family. And uh, I can never repay, absolutely never repay, uh, the, the greatness and gratitude that you guys have shown to me. I, there's just there's nothing that I could ever do. And I'm so incredibly grateful and so appreciative of you. And uh, as we go through this signing day today, again, we're very optimistic. But as I told you guys, you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, there's going to be some things go wrong. There always is. There's always a surprise down the stretch. And, you know, Stone Blant was part of that. And, you know, we're never going to get everybody we want. But we got a good chance to get most of who we want on Wednesday. And I think that could really uh, push our class ahead I mean, look, I mean, again, think about it. You're sending out 12 additional packets, so you could have as many as 12 new Bulldogs tomorrow. I don't expect that to happen, but there are going to be a lot of new commitments and signees tomorrow in this Mississippi State class, and I think it's going to move us ahead, and then we'll see where the, the chips settle, and we'll talk about it uh, tomorrow evening. Looking forward to being back with you guys, and as always, thanks for everything. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.